Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is August 16th, 2020, Sunday. Hope everyone's having a good day out there. And uh, just got uh, some things to talk about here before we get jamming with some music. Of course, we'll uh, go over some of the most recent stories posted at the MetalDen.com site. We got Resin Tomb performed at Cult Nation Live. Uh, they played their critically acclaimed self-titled EP in its entirety. Spirit Adrift has debuted a new single titled Harmony of the Spheres. As I Lay Dying, guitarist has departed uh, the band. UFO bassist Pete Way has passed away at the age of 69. Rest in peace. He was uh, part of uh, help helping get Fastway together. I remember seeing Fastway as a kid. So rest in peace. Primal Fear have debuted their new music video, The Lost and the Forgotten. Tommy Lee has dropped a new single titled Demon Bitches. Sepultura has released a new quarantine performance. Definitely check that out. In Flames has released a new lyric video for the cut Bullet Ride. Mr. Bungle has announced a new album. So that's really cool news. Devil Driver has debuted a new single for the song Nest of Vipers. So check that that out. That's uh, some new Devil Driver. And... Um, Rotting Christ has posted an in-studio performance. So that's the latest news that's been posted at the MetalDen.com site. Make sure and check out the uh, latest updates. We're always keeping it updated there. New reports going up. Of course, for Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington here in the, in the past uh, month, month and a half or whatnot. So definitely keep an eye on the uh, the report section and all those latest news updates at TheMetalDen.com. All right, well, before we get rocking with some music, uh, I do have uh, some, just a little snippet of in uh, the interview that it has not posted yet, 
but it is going to be going up live here within the next week. And so what I will be doing, this interview was with a uh, uh, journalist who contacted me from Switzerland. And he has his own, uh, like a beer blog. It's like he basically reviews beers and whatnot. And so, and different pubs that he goes to and whatnot. He's a really cool guy. Uh, and uh, his, He's going to be uh, posting it. He has to edit it. We just did the interview. And so it's going to take him a little while because it ended up being about, uh, I think it was like an hour and a half. And so, uh, but his his blog is called uh, This Drink in Life. And um, not mistaken, his name uh, his name is Rob. Yeah, Rob. And he was a lot of fun to talk to, really professional about how he went about interviewing me and uh, had a really good uh, set of questions. And so I think that fans will really be interested to to uh, to see that interview. We, uh, we did it on Zoom, so it's a video. So definitely that'll be coming out here shortly. I'll give you a little bit of a snippet of a probably like 15, maybe 20 minutes of that uh, interview in audio form here a little bit later in the uh, podcast. So you'll be hearing that and uh, giving you a little bit of an idea, a little sample taste of how that interview uh, went. And I, like I said, I think it went really well. Covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of things that, you know, frankly, I think that he was uh, pretty blown away. And so that's, again, that's the whole point of what I do is to really kind of try to take you down these rabbit holes uh, into the darkness where you normally don't go. Okay, well, I just want, I do want to say um, I do have uh, also another radio interview coming up. Uh, FM Rock Radio WQEE with Ryan O'Neill. That will be uh, the first Thursday of September. So that's the 3rd, September 3rd, and I'll be going live at 8 uh, a.m. Eastern Time to uh, discuss the Titanic, the sinking of the Titanic case, and what I have uncovered in, in my investigation for the report uh, that we'll be posting at mypersonal.com, randyrocketcody.com. And uh, I've done some prior reporting on this and kind of got you, if you've been following it at all, a little bit into the, the deep end on it. But we're going to be really going down into the deep end on this uh, excursion, if you will. And that's really what these are. We're going back in time a long time ago to, to you know, find out what really happened with those, uh, with all these different cases, you know. And so Ryan and I uh, will be discussing that that first Thursday in September. We'll be talking about the Titanic. We've got some other things planned. Uh, he and I will be talking about uh, more about the Zodiac and other different types of uh, things I've been working on, the Black Dahlia. Uh, so I'll keep you posted. I typically will always be going on his radio program at WQEE 
in Georgia every first Thursday of the month. So that's, we've always got that worked out with each other. All right, well, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been, you know, spreading the word. And I see Sharon the post and sending me nice messages and whatnot. You know, that's really what it's all about. You know, that's what that's what makes it exciting when you use platforms like Twitter and Facebook is all the people that you can reach, you know, and the people that you can connect with and talk to. And so it's an incredible tool. And uh, however you want to look at it, good or bad, you know, um, in terms of, you know, there's downsides to it, but there's lots of upside. So as a journalist myself, it's a dream come true to be able to have these tools uh, to spread the word and to get my message out, the, report, the reporting that I do. And so any of you who are doing that and sharing and, you know, sharing it on your Facebook or retweeting it on Twitter, I thank you very much. All right, let's get rocking with some music. Thank you, Thanks for your patience anyway.
Okay, I've met, I've reported that in my latest report. Um, uh, that that's that that's floating around out there. Again, a lot of these things that, that we're dealing with, because again, as and as the alternative media, which is what I am, and there isn't many of me, unfortunately. You know, there's that we we have you. You're a part of it. You're an alternative media source, and that's a beautiful thing. But there's not many of us. What I'm saying in terms of people who are willing to to, to talk about this, and so um, in. In this particular article, what I think needs to be focused on the most is the story of uh, Phil Schneider. And Phil Schneider is the is the gentleman who uh, he he died in very similar circumstances. Uh, involved something being tied around his neck, and him being found like that, similar to how like Chris was found with the cord around his neck. Um, but he was—he uh, worked at the Dulce uh, base. He—he uh, he was a part of—he was an engineer that was a part of, you know, doing the digging and whatnot, and 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 um, you know, making making things go for that for that place. And so he saw a lot of things, and he got into at one point. This is this his story, and he in the late '90s was going around and basically doing like a whistleblower thing on the government because he said that he had a firefight with some aliens and uh, that he lost a couple fingers and whatnot. So you see him speak during these, these things on YouTube. You can see him. You, you just just go ahead and uh, check him out that way. Um, it's the real deal, you know, um, that this is stuff that's been covered up. Uh, you know, a lot of the black ops and stuff that goes on is done specifically to do that. We have to realize that when you're talking about uh, the past 40, 50 years since Roswell, you know, I personally think that was like a part of, you know, when they say that when, when Bush said the new world order, you know, I think when Roswell happened, that was like kind of like the same thing, you know, it was like, we're, we're, we're letting you all know that something spectacular here is happening. And, um, but we got, we can't let you know. Because that's how the that's how they work, you know. We they said they said there was alien crash, and then they said no, it was a weather balloon. So that's what happened. And that didn't happen far from here, where I'm at in Fort Worth. Chris Cornell and Chester Bankton. Well, how how it all ties in is people believe, and this is again not just me. These are a lot of researchers out there who, who've done a lot of work, and this pedal gates going back. We're talking 30, 40 years. Um, that kids are disappearing. You know, you see these milk cartons and stuff, or you see like at Walmart, the faces of missing kids and whatnot. And people are, where are they? Where'd they go? And these kids can just disappear literally from anywhere. They can disappear from the playgrounds. They can disappear from a forest, uh, from after school play, you know, playground activity. So uh, that's, that's my research is, uh, now when I'm relying on the government's statistics, you know, because I think they're far worse. They're supposedly somewhere in the range of 800,000 to a million that go missing every year in America, in America. And, and they can't comprehend the numbers. No, because these kids, a lot of them, a lot of them are getting taken from uh, foster care. They'll get... Uh, They'll get somehow there will there will be either this can happen a lot of times there are there I I believe okay I believe that there is a sinister agenda 
Now, this is the this is the whole enchilada. You got to be able to eat this down right now. Okay, I believe there's a very sinister agenda at hand that is um, very very real and very very frightening, and um, it's it's not going to go away. Um, you know, I try to be as serious about it as possible and do my best as a journalist to get this point across that Pizzagate is real. It's not a hoax. It was it was sold to be as a hoax. Now, they use me, but people have to understand. And if you know anything about me, there's people who are watching, I'm sure, that know who I am. I, I get in trouble a lot because I'm, I'm a practical joker. I like I like to pull pranks. I like to do hoaxes every now and then. And um, I've been known to do that. I've gotten on the radio in in in, in, uh, in uh, the UK one time. Actually, my Metallica hoax. They put they, they, actually that time that was uh, I said that uh, Lars Ulrich was retiring, <laughs> and they they put it on the on the radio. So in in, in the United Kingdom, I'm one of the biggest uh, state stations there. So I, I'm I'm known to pull pranks and to be a jokester. But when I got my hands on this story. It just snowballed. I don't know. I don't know how to tell you. You know, I literally reported on it um, and uh, got some I got some people, some obviously that were sending me, you know, notes and whatnot. And, and please call me. Here's my phone number. I have information. You know, I had a lot of you know tipsters, I guess you call it. And so I was talking to a lot of people the first several days after Chris passed away because it was a I mean, you want to talk about a monumental like. You know, when Chris Chris went down, when Chris died, I mean, as epic. That was like feeling like an earthquake. When I've gone through those in, living in California, I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, when Chris died, that was heavy, man. It rocked a lot of people. And so uh, all I tried to do was literally was try to pick up the pieces from what, what had ha happened, you know, the shattered pieces of because as an investigator, that's all I have. I have to work with that. I have to. I have to inquire. I have to be inquisitive, and I have to be daring and bold in how I do that. Okay. This is information I received. I have received that information. I did not get the file sent to me, but I have confirmed with the source that Chris did receive it. Now, who sent it? That's the million-dollar question. I have, for well, for the start, allegedly what's in it is, uh, to begin with, there's several different uh, items to the file. Um, but what I, I've been told is that, it, one, to begin with, is the black book, the digital black book. That started this whole thing and that's because that's Jeffrey Epstein's black book that black book okay because Epstein got busted for a huge you know he's got this orgy island and he got busted big time for you know this billionaire uh, power player uh, had Clintons as, as friends and whatnot um, knew Trump a long time ago um, and, and was you know was was a well-known guy uh, even though he's kind of in the shadows uh, but he has his islands and and does some crazy stuff out there, and that's what a lot of questions are being asked. What's going on out there? What what went on out there? Uh, Prince Andrew has now played become a player in this. Uh, Heidi Klum. 
Heidi Klum, okay. Uh, what about Del Chappelle? Did you ever have a woman break your heart? What was her name? Kathy! Kathy, the untrustable slut bitch fucking whore! Kathy, the fucking tramp! What did she do to you, man? She dropped him after he got out of college after eight years. You know her phone number? You know her phone number? Bring me the phone! Bring me the fucking phone! What? <laughs> For you that are interested, this is Sabrina. This is Malika. Watch me work, Joe. Watch me do what I do best, which is hell! This is gonna be fun. God damn. <laughs> Shh. This is like a group criminal thing here. It's ringing. Can you guys hear it? Her name is Kathy, I know. Kathy the slut. Oh, come on, answer the phone, you fucking bitch. Is, uh, is Kathy there? She's out on a date tonight. <laughs> uh, well, we're at a party. We thought she was out. She was on her way. She's not here yet. Uh, Listen, can we leave a message? Yeah, sure. Leave a message. Look, tell him down here with uh, uh, Joe. Yeah. And about uh, I don't know four or five thousand people, and uh, he was just telling us how she's a fucking bitch. And she's a whore! And she broke his heart! And she left him after college! And we think she's a fucking bitch, so we hate her! You fucking slut! Fuck you! Oh,
hail from 99.1 FM with Keith, 99 Rock, Rise and Shine Morning, and you're listening to The Rock and Roll Death Brigade with Randy the Rocket Cody. So I, there's religion, or at least uh, um, religious associations in a lot of your music, and I'm curious to know, having that been your past, mm-hmm. where are you at now with regard to religion? Well, I don't... Uh, I don't follow any particular one. Um, I don't. I don't think there really is any particular thought or or book or ideal to me that that completely resonates with me. I think that there are a lot of really cool ideas and and a lot of different kinds of religions. Um, and then there's a lot of it that I don't agree with, and there's a lot of superstition and and um, you know ultimately I, I I think I'm just sort of a free thinker and I'm kind of open. Um, and um, you know, I, I just I feel like we sort of focus on on right ways and wrong ways too much, and um, I think it's in a sense sort of scary to just be born and live life. And and I, I understand the the idea of kind of grasping onto um, a particular thought of wanting to kind of feel like you somehow have a handle on the unknown. But you know what? The unknown is is the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also at this point in in time and, and looking from this point back, so, so many bad things as well as good things have happened based on people just sort of blindly following religion that I kind of feel like I want to stay away from any type of specific denomination or any religion period if for no other reason than just that. Um, I, I don't want to be involved with anything or condone um, any school of thought that that on, at, at some point and in some way it causes um, the death of innocent people or, or tragedies that just are where uh, you know initial fantastic ideas distorted um, uh, like the life for example of Jesus is well documented it's corroborated by different people who um, you know had different backgrounds and, and different levels of education and they wrote about it we know that's this guy existed and we know pretty much what he said and it's pretty simple um, Everything from that point on, in terms of um, in terms of wars and, and uh, fighting over land and territory and religious things, um, none of that was ever included in anything he said. Uh, his message was pretty simple: it's like be be really nice to each other, and and uh, everything will be okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm calling to talk to you about the band. Oh, hold on. I'm I'm taking a shit.
I used to be Irish Catholic, now I'm an American. You know, you grow. Yeah. I was from one of those Irish neighborhoods in New York, one of those kind of uh, parish schools. It wasn't typical. It was Corpus Christi was the name of it. Could have been any Catholic church, right? Our Lady of Great Agony. St. Rita Moreno. Our Lady of Perpetual Motion. What's the difference? What's it called? You know. The church part and the neighborhood part were typical, but the school was not. It wasn't one of those old-fashioned parish kind of prison schools with a lot of corporal punishment and systemary discipline with the steel ruler, right? <laughs> you'd fall two years behind in penmanship, right? <laughs> well, he's behind in penmanship, Mrs. Carlin. I don't know why. Well, he's crippled. He's trying to learn to write with his left hand. <laughs> we didn't have that. We got, somehow I got lucky, you know, got into a, a school where the pastor was uh, kind of into John Dewey and progressive education, and he talked the parish, uh, talked the diocese, rather, into... Uh, into experimenting in our parish with progressive education and whipping the religion on us anyway and see what would happen with the two of them there. And uh, worked out kind of nice. There was a lot of classroom freedom. There was no, uh, for instance, there were no grades or marks, you know, no report cards to sweat out or any of that. Uh, there were no uniforms. There were no, there was no sexual segregation, boys and girls together. And the desks weren't all nailed down in a row, you know. They were movable desks and you had new friends every month. It was nice. Like I say, a lot of classroom freedom. In fact, there was so much freedom that by eighth grade, many of us had lost the faith. Because <laughs> they made questioners out of us, and uh, they really didn't have any answers, you know. They'd fall back on, well, it's a mystery. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Mystery? I don't know. What's he talking about? A mystery. Part of class clown was being an imitator, as you probably noticed. But I used to imitate the priests, which was right on the verge of blasphemy, you know. <laughs> I could do them all rather well. I did Father Byrne the best. Father Byrne was the uh, one who used to celebrate the children's mass. Oh, so that was great, celebrate mass. Yeah, 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 man. Father Byrne did the children's mass, did the sermon every week. He used to do parables about Dusty and Buddy. <laughs> Dusty was a Catholic, and Buddy was not. And Buddy was always trying to talk Dusty into having a hot dog on Friday. I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him. I mean, people in Palm Beach knew him. He was a fixture in Palm Beach. Uh, I had a falling out with him a long time ago. I don't think I've spoken to him for 15 years. Uh, I wasn't a fan. I was not, yeah, a long time ago. I'd say maybe 15 years. Uh, I was not a fan of his. That I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. So uh, I feel very badly, actually, for Secretary Acosta because I've known him as being somebody that works so hard and has done such a good job. I feel very badly about that whole situation. But we're going to be looking at that 
and looking at it very closely. We're also going to be signing a big contract in a little while, so we're going to see you in a little while in a different room in a different part of the White House where we're going to be signing up a big deal with Boeing.
anybody come for some action tonight? Yeah.